Hello, welcome to Self Talk. I'm Dr. Ray Self, your host. What is this show about? It's about getting free. Getting free from what, you may ask? It's getting free from anything that keeps you away from God's plan for your life. Anything that hurts you or suppresses you or causes you harm. That's my heart. That's my passion. I want to see you free. I want to see you living your God-given dream. I want to see you being the person God created you to be. Stay tuned for our next exciting topic. Thank you for joining us today. God bless you. Welcome to Self Talk. I am Dr. Ray Self. Very glad you're with me today. You know, I've been walking this walk a long time. Um, I'm very blessed to have experienced a, a lot of things. But today, I want to talk about the prophetic gift and why it is so controversial. In the body of Christ, in the denominational world, there's many that believe that the prophetic gift uh, has passed away. It was for then and not for now. It was something that ended with the canonization of Scripture or it is something that ended with the last apostle. Therefore, we don't have it now. And therefore, those crazy charismatics are claiming uh, they're hearing from God and they're prophesying. That's just emotionalism or uh, even at the worst, maybe that's demonic. Um, that's just uh, their vain imagination. But I just have to look at scripture. I believe the Bible is true. I believe the Bible is the word of God. It's proven itself to be true. Prophetically, it's proven itself to be true. It's not an ordinary book. The Bible is true. It can be proven to be true historically, scientifically, and even statistically with all the prophecies that have come to pass, especially through the life of Christ. So when you deal with scripture, there's, there's a couple of things you can do. You can take what's known as the exegesis view of scripture, which means you allow the Bible to speak for itself. And you, you look at scriptures in context, or you can do what's known as the eisegesis view of scripture. And what that means is that just means you take your preconceptions, you take maybe what you previously taught or what your tradition says, you take what you believe and you put that into scripture. Now, by pulling scriptures out of context, you can make the Bible say pretty much anything. It's, it's, it's like cutting and pasting. You, you take a scripture here, add it to a scripture there, pull it from a scripture over here, and all of a sudden you have a whole other story. And it's very dangerous. As a matter of fact, traditionally in the history of the church, taking scriptures out of context have caused a lot of split in the church. So you have to look at things in context. So the, the prophetic gift is controversial. There's people who say, I have the, the gift of prophecy and I hear from God and I'm going to tell you what I hear for you. Um, and for some reason, that's controversial. But to me, and now hear me, it should be normal. It should be normal because this is what the Bible says. When we allow the Bible to speak for itself, the Bible says something really interesting. 1 Corinthians 14.1. Now, in Corinthians, you have 
a, a letter that was written to a church, okay? And this church was experiencing a lot of things that apparently people were getting words of knowledge and there was healing and there was faith and tongues, interpretation of tongues, all kinds of stuff was happening. And Paul was trying to bring some teaching in order to that church. So I think it's safe to say that the letter to the Corinthian church is still applicable today. So one particular verse, and I, I don't think this is out of context because when you read the whole letter, it seems to be perfectly in context. 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, Pursue love, yet earnestly desire spiritual gifts. Now there's two things that the Bible's telling us to do. Go after love. Number one, love. Love is preeminent. You know, love is everything. Matter of fact, he goes on to tell you, without love, you're, you're clanging cymbal or a noisy gong. Pursue love. And then number two, it says, desire spiritual gifts. And the third part of that verse says, but especially that you may prophesy. Now, what do you do with that? What do you do with that verse? Do you ignore it? Do you think, uh, well, that verse doesn't apply to me? Do you put it on the back burner? I'll think about that some other time. Or do you obey that verse? Now, I was raised in a traditional church. And, and, and I, I'm, I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm not trying to criticize anyone. I'm just trying to tell you what I was taught in a traditional church about the prophetic gift. And this is what I was taught. So in the King James Version, when you go back to chapter 13, the chapter before chapter 14, which I just read to you, there is, this is called the love chapter. Matter of fact, you hear this, uh, this chapter read, parts of this chapter read almost at every wedding, you know, but love suffers long, love is kind, love is not puffed up, you know. Um, but in the King James, it talks, it calls love charity. But when you get down to uh, verse 8, now out of King James, it says, Charity never fails, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall pass away. We know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Voila, there you have it. Looky there. When the perfect comes, prophecies stop. Tongues stop. See, that's why we don't have it anymore. I said, what? Well, the Bible's perfect. Therefore, we don't have these gifts anymore. I'm going, but the Bible says we should desire these gifts. So if the Bible's perfect and it tells me to desire these gifts, why am I not doing that? And, and then, then the Bible's telling me that it, it, it stopped. It was just for a time. And you see, what I was taught was that when you look at that scripture, when the perfect is come, that which is in part should be done away with. So many believe that that was the canonization of scripture. Now that we have scripture, we don't need the gifts of the spirit, which to me is very strange and taking a scripture out of context. But when you read the rest of it and you go on to Verse 11, it says, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Really critical verse. Verse 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 12. Now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face, now I know in part, 
but then shall I know even as also I am known. So it's saying that we need to grow up, okay? We need to mature, but there's coming a time, there's coming a time, okay, when I will be fully known. Now I see things through a glass darkly. I have a fuzzy picture. I don't see everything right now. Nobody does. But face to face, I know now in part, but then shall I even as also I am known. And we look at that in another version, New American Standard. It says, when the perfect comes, partial shall be done away with. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. But when I became a man, I did away with childish things. For now we see in a mirror darkly. In other words, the picture is fuzzy, but then face to face. Now I am known, I know in part, but then I will know fully, just as also I have been fully known. What's he talking about? I will know fully. When is that going to happen? Most theologians, not all, believe that Paul is talking about the end of times, when Christ comes back. And if you look at it, it makes perfect sense. When the perfect comes, the partial will be done away with. Now we're children. We don't see things perfectly clearly. We're trying to understand. But when the perfect comes, when the perfect comes, we will be fully known, will be fully realized. Another scripture that supports that in a way, when you go to Ephesians chapter 4, talking about the gifts that Jesus gave us, the gifts of the what was known as the fivefold ministry. Jesus gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, for the building up of the body of Christ, until we all obtain the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. In other words, these gifts are given to us to equip us till we finally reach absolute maturity and become the fullness of Christ. When do you think that'll happen? It hadn't happened yet. So logically speaking, when you look at Corinthians, Corinthians chapter 12 talks about the importance of spiritual gifts. Corinthians chapter 13 talks about the, the preeminence of love. Corinthians chapter 14 talks even more about spiritual gifts. When you look at these scriptures in context, you see that Paul wanted us to desire spiritual gifts, especially that we would prophesy. And he did not say, and he did not indicate that it was stopping when the Bible was canonized. He did not say it was stopping when the apostles died. He did not say that. It doesn't say that. You have to take something out of context to make the Bible say that. How can we say that these supernatural gifts are not for today? However, we can believe salvation, which is the most supernatural thing of all, that's for today. But spiritual gifts are not. That doesn't make sense. How can we cut and paste and believe certain parts of Scripture? It, it, it's frustrating to me and it's controversial. But when you look at the Scripture in context, it's really clear. Pursue love. Earnestly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. First, 1 Corinthians 14, 2, the one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. No one understands, but in spirit he speaks mystery. But the one who prophesies speaks to men for edification and exhortation and consolation. This is prophecy. The one who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but the one who prophesies edifies the church. Now, Paul's given us instructions. Verse 
1 Corinthians 14, 5. Now, I wish you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you would prophesy. And greater is the one who prophesies than the one who speaks in a tongue, unless he interprets so the church may receive edifying. Now, this is pretty clear stuff. Pretty clear. How are we supposed to say, well, that part of the Bible doesn't apply anymore because the perfect has come, which is the canonization of Scripture? Nowhere did Paul say the perfect means the canonization of Scripture. That's not what he was talking about. It's not in context. All it is is people take Scripture out of context to support what they already believe or to support what they were taught or to support what their denomination has taught them for eons and generations. It, it frustrates me because the Bible is really clear on this topic. Every one of us is to desire to prophesy. It should not be controversial. Unfortunately, it is because you have certain denominations, and I love them, that believe that that one scripture means that we don't do that anymore. If you do that, you're out of order. But when you look at the Bible in context and you read the whole letter of Corinthians and you read Ephesians and you read Acts, you see that, wow, these are this is pretty clear stuff for us. 1 Corinthians 14, 39 in King James Version, wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy. Covet. Covet to prophesy and don't forbid speaking in tongues. Now, is our Father, our Heavenly Father, our God, Abba Father, going to ask us to do something that we couldn't do? Would you ask your children to do something they could never do? Why would God ask us to covet and earnestly desire something we couldn't do? Why is this controversial? It's controversial because people want to take the Bible out of context to support what they were taught. And I'm probably making some people mad right now. But I think the Bible's clear. I think the Bible's very clear. Of all the spiritual gifts mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, prophecy is the only one we're called to covet. Now, it tells us to earnestly desire spiritual gifts like healing, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, faith. These are great gifts. As a matter of fact, if you look at it, there's a common sense reason for this too. Because it says in Corinthians, the manifestation of the Spirit is for the common good. So what Paul was always about, Paul was always about the group. He was always about the whole. He was a big picture guy. He knew that these spiritual gifts operating correctly would bless the whole church. It would bless a whole lot of people. And he said, the manifestation of the Spirit is for the common good. King James says, for the profit with all. So spiritual gifts bless the church. Not to desire spiritual gifts, if you really want to look at it practically, not to desire spiritual gifts is actually being selfish because you're denying blessings to other people. We're to desire spiritual gifts because it's for the common good. It's for the good of everyone. If we want to obey God, then clearly we're called to desire and covet the gift of prophecy. It's not an option. It's a commandment. It's not Ray Self's commandment. I am quoting scripture to you. And I don't think it's out of context to say that. And I don't believe it has stopped. That's ridiculous. It, it's, a, it's taking... When the perfect comes, tongue shall cease. And you know, and when you read it, it's talking about being fully, coming into the full manifestation and the fullness of Christ, which is never going to happen until he comes back. It's going to be at the end of times, which to me makes sense. 
for us to desire to prophecy, it's not something God hopes us to do. It's something God wants us to do. So I was in prayer some years ago, and I was kind of asking God about, well, God, why is it of all these spiritual gifts? I mean, healing is a really cool gift, you know, and why, why prophecy? And I really feel like I heard the Lord say to me very clearly, prophecy, Ray, is me speaking. And all of a sudden, the light bulb goes off. Cha-ching, boom, ah, wow. Wait a minute. So we want to desire prophecy because when it's done correctly and, and we're really tuned in, it's God speaking. It's the Lord. And you look scripturally, I mean, a thousand times you see in scripture, the Lord said, quote, unquote, God spoke to Moses, quote, unquote. God spoke to Jeremiah, quote, unquote. God spoke to Isaiah, quote, unquote. God spoke to Daniel, quote, unquote. Okay? Then you have it in the New Testament too. Okay? You have it in the New Testament. I mean, God speaking to, to Paul. God speaking to Peter. It's God speaking. Now, listen, I know people that, quote, move in the prophetic. Some of them get weird and wacky and crazy. But listen, just because you have counterfeit doesn't mean you don't have something real. As a matter of fact, if it weren't for something real, there'd never be a counterfeit. You hear me? If it weren't for something real, the devil would never try to counterfeit it. Real prophecy, I believe, is God speaking to us. And we need to hear what God has to say right now with all this COVID stuff going on and all this mess in our nation. We need to hear God. And I, listen, God speaks through the word. God speaks through the word. But God is alive and he's still talking to us. And he also speaks to our spirit. He speaks to our heart. And he, and he speaks prophetically. And he, and he speaks through our circumstance. And he, he speaks a lot of ways to us. But the gift of prophecy is another way that he speaks. And he wants us all to desire. When you look at the word covet uh, in uh, the American Dictionary uh, by Noah Webster, the word covet means to desire or wish for with eagerness to desire earnestly to obtain or possess. I believe, not, I believe, and this is not a race self theology, I'm just believe what the Bible says. I'm one of these old fashioned Christians that believe the Bible's the word of God. How about that? The word of God says that we should, should covet to prophesy. Desire and covet to prophesy. We have a mandate to desire and covet to seek to prophesy. Let's get, let's get clear with this. It kind of goes like this, God, in, in prayer, God, your word says that I should desire to prophesy. Lord, in obedience to your word, tonight, today, I choose. I want to prophesy. I want that gift. I covet that gift. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice. And I think he'll give you the gift. As a matter of fact, honestly, if I'll be really honest, I've seen this happen. I have seen this happen many, many times. Jesus said something very clearly. He said in John chapter 10, verse 27, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. You can't follow Jesus without hearing him. And prophetic in the prophetic voice throughout scripture, chapter after chapter, Old Testament, New Testament, you hear God speaking prophetically. And the Bible says he's the Alpha and the Omega who was and is and is to come. I am the Lord God, I change not. God is still speaking prophetically, folks. And it may be controversial, but that's what the Bible says. And that's what I've experienced. And many of you have heard God. Many of you listen to me, you've heard God speak. And prophecy is when I hear God say something, and it may be not for me, but for you, or the person next to me, or maybe the server at the restaurant. And I've actually, actually had that happen to me. 
And, and be honest, folks, I'm going to be real. Uh, the Lord uses me prophetically. He does. He does. And it's, it's God. It's not me. It's God. It's the Holy Spirit. If Corinthians was a letter written to the church and we are the church, should we not obey what it says? You got to make a choice. Pursue love, earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially if you prophesy. What are you going to do with that? You're going to ignore it? Think it's passed away? Forget about it? That don't apply to me? Are you going to obey it? I'll tell you what God wants. I'll, I'll stop the controversy right now. God wants us to obey his word. God's not kidding. When he gives us a commandment, he's not joking with us. He wants us to obey his word. Folks, we need to hear God. That's what it's about. I need to hear what God's saying for me. I need to hear what God's saying to my wife. I need to hear what God's saying to the church, to my community. We need, we need a prophetic word. Now, I know we got the Bible, and it, and it speaks volumes, and I love the Word of God. But the author of the Word of God is alive and still speaking. He has not stopped speaking to us. You know he speaks to your heart. He speaks to your mind. It's, it shouldn't be controversial, the prophetic gift, but it is. And I recognize that. And you know what? If I've offended anybody, it's not my heart. I love my brothers and sisters in Christ. We should be able to dialogue and remain brothers and sisters. You hear me? We should be able to talk about things and remain brothers and sisters and not divide. Satan's had a field day with the church, dividing denominations because of scriptural interpretation differences and beliefs. Most of the time, it's a scripture out of context that causes the division. I don't think I've taken anything out of context because when you read all of Corinthians, and you read all of the letters of Paul, and you put all the letters of Paul in context with the entire New Testament, nothing's out of context here. I'm not making a pretext, but taking things out of context. It's a letter to the church, we're the church. It's a letter to the church, we're the church. Now, there are some letters that were written to the, to the Jews. There were letters that were written um, in the Old Testament to certain tribes, this was written to the church. We're the church. There's no excuse. God would not ask you to desire the gift of prophecy if you couldn't do it. Not only can you desire it, but I believe today you can have that gift. If you ask God for it, God's word cannot return void. He'll give you the gift. All you have to do is ask. You have not because you ask not, according to Scripture. I hope this has blessed you. I hope I haven't upset you. I'm just kind of trying to stay in line with the Word of God. This is not, you know, I want to say, well, this is what I believe. I'm just saying, I'm just, this is what Corinthians, this is what Paul said. And not only that, I've experienced it for myself. I love you much. This is Dr. Ray Self. Thanks for tuning in to Self Talk. Hey, please go to uh, iTunes and, and subscribe and like me and give me some stars. Uh, really could use that. Don't forget, get my books, Hear His Voice, Be His Voice. That's a cool book about this very subject. Amazon.com, Hear His Voice, Be His Voice, Dr. Ray Self. And go to my website, icmcollege.org. All kinds of free stuff. You can you can enroll. You can get your, your associate's, bachelor's, master's degree, doctorate degree in a spirit-filled accredited online affordable college. Da -da. Anyway, God bless you. Good night. 
or good morning whenever you're listening to this. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel. Please visit my website at icmcollege.org for more information and some really cool free stuff. Be sure and like me on Facebook. Check out my YouTube videos. You can also purchase my latest book, Hear His Voice, Be His Voice, on Amazon.com.